Hello, and welcome to the Count Thread Podcast. My name is Lou, my pronouns are they, them, and I'm very excited to welcome you to this week's episode. Today's segments will be FOs, whips, and brainstorming. So hello, everybody. I am getting a last minute recording in, so this is maybe going to be a little bit of a shorter episode than normal, but I could not wait to tell you about my two big finishes for the past couple of weeks. So let's start with the sweater I was making for my mom. So this is a sweater based on a Shein product. It's got a pretty basic black body to it. There's a bit of a v-neck and drop shoulders and no shaping otherwise. And then the sleeves are some very colorful granny squares that are joined by a black mesh. The body I made following the May Drop Tea pattern and the sleeves were improvised just looking at the product listing photos. So when, when last we spoke, I had made about half of my granny squares, or so I thought at the time, and I was whining a little bit about not wanting to finish them and weave in all the ends and deal with everything. And then pretty promptly after I recorded, I just sat down and made myself do it, and I got all of them done between that afternoon and the next morning. As I was starting to do kind of the final assembly and laying them out to make the sleeves, I started thinking, hmm, these look a little narrow. They're not quite going to turn out as wide as I'm hoping. So I ended up having to make another column, so eight more granny squares total, which did kill me a little bit inside. (laughs) I genuinely just wanted to be done, but I didn't want... I didn't want it to not be right. You know, I wanted, I wanted, this is, you know, my mom's birthday present. She's been excited about it for a few months and I really wanted it to turn out well and fit her well and not be, you know, not have the sleeves be a little snug because I was lazy. Uh, so I ended up doing, doing it properly. And, uh, the mesh itself was a little tricky to figure out. I think it looks pretty similar to the original photos. I probably didn't do it exactly how it was done on the commercial version, but it worked well and I'm so, so happy with how it turned out. And even better, I went up to visit my parents this weekend and I got to give my mom her completed sweater and she loved it. She tried it on yesterday and she said it was perfect. It's exactly what she was hoping for. and. Truly, that reaction made it all worth it, even those eight extra granny squares. So I'm so, so thrilled with how this turned out overall. In terms of yarn, I used Cascade cotton socks in black for the body and the mesh on the sleeves. And I had originally ordered three skeins, And about halfway through the body, I decided I was going to need a fourth, and I'm really glad that I got that fourth skein because I've got about 58 grams left over now that the whole whole sweater is done. And that doesn't count. I have some little bits and bobs that were kind of tangled and had to get cut out, 
and then I eventually untangled them during some of the frogging and re-knitting I had to do. Uh, so I didn't include those when I weighed the skein that was left, but still definitely needed that fourth skein. The granny squares were made using a hobby yarn called Rainbow 84 Cotton, I think, and I got one of their um, 10 packs that was some nice bright colors and I used not very much of it. So I have a lot of brightly colored fingering weight cotton left over that I need to figure out something to do with. And yes, I think that is it for the sweater. I just, I'm just so happy with how it turned out and I'm so happy my mom likes it. And I'm thrilled to be able to check that off my list. My other big finish, which I'm very happy about as well, is my Halloween quilt. Okay, so really it's just the, the quilt top that's done, but I'm calling it a finished object for now because I don't think I'm going to have the time or the bandwidth to get it quilted in the next little bit. So it's for the moment, it's as done as it's going to be. And I will, of course, follow back up with you all and show you pictures once I do get it quilted and it's truly a finished object. But if you'll humor me, let's call it an FO for now. So I have talked about in the past couple episodes the different blocks that I used for the project and how I put them together and made them into something resembling a reasonable grid. And I am, again, just so happy with how it turns out. It it just really charms the heck out of me when I'm, I'm looking at the, at the picture that is in the show notes at the moment. And it's just so cute and it's really just exactly what I was hoping for. So to once I had all of my blocks done, to start piecing the entire top together, I had it broken down into a few sections that I could do without having any kind of weird corners to turn. So things that I could put into little rows and little columns and then seam those bigger chunks together. And I sort of was just kind of making it work as I went. So I had, you know, figured out where all the blocks needed to go and which ones went needed to go where to make the colors balanced how I wanted them and all that. But pretty much none of my blocks were actually the size that they were supposed to be. Uh, except for the coffins, which were foundation paper piece. So those were actually bang on. Um, it honestly, I think would have been harder for them to not be. So... <laughs> But the rest of them were all a little wonky. None of them were truly square. And I didn't trim them as I was going because I kind of had a feeling that there was going to be a lot of discrepancies by the time I got to the end. And I wanted to be able to just have as much fabric to work with on, the on each block and then decide, you know, as I was laying them out, which ones needed to be trimmed in which ways. And that worked out reasonably well. So there were a few blocks that had kind of extenders put on them to add a little length or a little width and make them match up with whoever they were being sewn to. And the kind of filler blocks where the, the grid didn't quite work out, I ended up using some of that large print fabric. I think I talked, I think I mentioned last time that that was my plan, but I had 
I had some of these larger prints that didn't really work that well for the blocks themselves that I ended up I ended up not even making quilt blocks really I just cut them to size and put them in and I think it looks fine it's not I think technically the most correct thing to do if like if I were to show this to an expert quilter but I'm not an expert quilter and I don't really care about being correct so as I was going I ended up somehow losing four like four to five inches on one half of the quilt as compared you know when I was trying to sew it to the other side so I ended up cut like just fully cutting one of my stacked mini pumpkin blocks in uh, in half I just seam ripped and took the bottom half off and kind of fudged things to make it work I genuinely have no idea where those four four inches went because I know I know that you know some of my blocks were short but I think some of them were a little long too so it, I thought it was I really thought it was going to balance out better than it did but in the end it didn't really matter I was able to do that little adjustment in the bottom left corner and again I think it looks fine I think better than fine in fact I think it looks great I'm so proud of this project I think I think I would say that this is more complicated than the wedding quilt that I made last year just because the wedding quilt the, the pattern for it held your hand a little more in terms of saying like okay you have a you know half a yard of this fabric and I you're gonna cut this many strips this wide along the width of the fabric and from those strips you'll cut these pieces like it it really it really helped you know how to you know make get the most out of your fabric and make everything work most of these patterns uh, especially because they were mostly free patterns that were meant to be you know an add-on to an existing you know set of quilt along patterns or just a little freebie someone threw up did not have that level of hand holding so it so it took more thinking to get everything cut out and of course the whole process of making of planning the layout in the first place yeah all in all I'm just I'm really proud of myself and I'm so happy with this quilt and I'm looking forward to getting it finished I did end up piecing the back as well mostly just because I didn't want to put any more money into buy into buying uh, into buying a backing for it so I used some of the fat quarters that didn't make it into the top and as well as some other bits and pieces of Halloween fabric that I already had and made a strip that goes down the center and then I have some gray and some purple fabric that I use to fill in the rest of the space. I'm not I'm not sure where I'm going to get it quilted. Hopefully they won't mind a little bit of wonkiness and I'll be able to get that done soon-ish. Emphasis on the ish. So now that I have those two big projects checked off, at least for the moment, I've been able to return to some languishing whips that have been shoved in a corner for a couple months now, honestly. 
while I was focusing especially on my mom's sweater. So the first is yet another in this set of hats that I'm making to use up some yarn and will be donated ideally pretty soon since we are now fully mid-November and so they'll be they'll be needed soon. But and the current hat is the head sock pattern by Amanda Steck. I'm using some loops and thread wool-like, which is a fingering weight 100% acrylic yarn in the colorway Teal Lake. And when last I left this, I had maybe done about an inch of the body, but I brought it with me when I went up to see my parents this weekend. And I ended up going to urgent care on Saturday because I got rear-ended last week and the pain in my back and neck was not going away as fast as my mom thought it should have. So she nudged me to go get it looked at and the wait was pretty long. So I am now, I'm just eyeballing it. I don't have a ruler on me, but probably close to three inches. So the hat is really coming along now and yeah, it's a good thing to just have. It's relatively mindless to just churn out some 2x2 two two rib and use up this yarn. And I, I have most of this yarn in one little cake, but then there's an extra little bit that's just a little, a tight, like a tiny little ball, um, not even, not even a ping pong ball. And I think that that's, that's sort of the ideal for this because this is, this hat is worked bottom up and it is almost a certainty that I will try to push my luck too far and run out of the yarn that is in the cake but then I have that little guy to come to my rescue so <laughs> I am happy to be working on this again just for the sake of getting it done and getting the yarn out of my house and secondly I have picked up my terrazzo afghan again which is the pattern by Tina Turdotir and I made another square I had I had only made one square before it got put away uh, so I've made a second and you know sort of remembered how the pattern works again and I sort of started on I only got a couple rounds done on the third square before before I left uh, the, for the weekend I maybe I don't want to jinx myself, but I'm hoping that that will move along pretty quickly just because the squares are pretty big, maybe eight inches square at my gauge. And in comparison to some other projects that I've done using squares, I mean, even the, the granny squares that went into the sleeves of this sweater, it just feels like it goes faster because it's not as many... There's not as much starting and stopping and, of course, not as many ends to weave in for each square, which is always nice. And that's all I have going at the moment actively, but I have a few things that I'm going to be starting pretty soon. So let's move into brainstorming and talk about those. As I mentioned last time, I am sort of shifting into... Christmas 
gifting mode and as again as I believe I said last time I'm not planning on making a ton this year I am probably gonna end up buying more than I make because there's not that much time left and I don't have great ideas anyway so I I am letting go of the self-imposed pressure to have awesome handmade gifts for every single occasion my my family will live if sometimes it's a book so in any case what I am going to make first I uh, mentioned last time that I was thinking about making a replacement beanie for my dad to um, take the place of the kind of crappy one that I made him um, six or seven years ago and I mentioned this to my mom while I was up there this weekend and got the thumbs up so I am going to use the leftover 58 grams of my black cascade cotton socks to make the simple ribbed hat by Jocelyn Frazier so I picked this pattern because primarily because it is a ribbed beanie that is knit from the top down and as I was just talking about, you know, trying to get to the end of a hat and use as much yarn as possible without completely running out and having to frog and go back, I just want to do a top-down hat. I think it makes way more sense. I can use up as much of the yarn as possible, and I do have that handful of bits and bobs that I can use to extend it if the 58 grams doesn't get quite as long as I want. So I think that that will make a very nice hat and hopefully be useful to him in the coming winter. And then I also uh, more sneakily got some info on what my parents' new house is going to look like and kind of the, the general shape and colors of it. So I'm going to be able to start planning out the little home sweet home cross stitch that I'm planning on making for the two of them and get that started pretty soon, hopefully. So those are the two main things that are on my radar. I don't really want to start a ton right now because I do have these uh, two whips that were neglected for so long. I want to give them some love for a bit. And in case I come up with another uh, gift that I want to make in the next month and a half, just to have that, have to have space for that. So... A little bit further further away but still on my radar I'm trying to think of what I'm gonna do with the colorful cotton leftovers from my mom's sweater and I've had bookmarked for a really long time the plot the African flower triceratops pattern by Heidi bears and Heidi has a ton of different animals and they're just so cute and charming and I really like the Triceratops, so potentially I could use it for that, but I'm, I'm not really sure yet. And then I do still want to make the puff quilt, which I talked about last episode, and I've started kind of sorting the bits of yarn and little tiny fabric scraps and things that I want to use as... That I want to use as the stuffing. So I took out everything that will felt from my scrap yarn bucket so that I don't have to worry about 
you know, some of my puffs clumping up after it's washed. And then at some point I'll make a decision about what I want the public facing fabrics to be. And then I can, you know, start sorting through all of my other fabric to use as the back of the puffs and all of that. So like I said, a little bit further out, potentially not until the new year, but I am excited about it. So who knows? You may be hearing about that even next episode. All right, I am going to leave things here for this episode. I have had a very long weekend and my brain is starting to go a little bit. I actually just, I tried to move a load of laundry from the washer to the dryer and then realized I had not actually put any detergent in the, in the washer. So I'm going to have to redo that. Uh, but that's, that's about where my mental capacity is right now. So if this episode comes out on Tuesday instead of on Monday, like normal, uh, just know that I ended up taking a nap instead of editing. (laughs) But in any case, I hope you enjoyed this episode and I look forward to speaking to you soon. Have a good one.